Blog Talk Radio. Between the Lines, where each week we talk with authors and publishers and, uh, and industry professionals in the publishing industry. Susan Wingate and I, Joshua Graham, are your hosts, and we'd like to take a moment to invite you to connect with us on our website, which is www.dialoguebtl.com. Stay tuned, because in just a few short moments, we'll have with us author, blogger, and songwriter Daniel Audette joining us for what is sure to be a fascinating discussion. So how are you today, Susan? I am so good. I can't tell you. I have, am on a traveling stint right now. Um, I'm home today, but uh, last week I was in Port Towns in Washington where I was offering with Terry Persson a two-day workshop on, um, on writing, on writing structure and craft. And so um, it was fabulous. We had a ball. We met some really great people. And that was held at the Writer's Workshop there. And the Writer's Workshop isn't just a place to um, have workshops, writing workshops, but it's also solely dedicated to books and paraphernalia about writing. So it was fabulous. And then um, this week I'm amping up for my uh, keynote presentation, my keynote speech with um, Fields and uh, at, the, at their annual writers' conference, it's the 2012 Fields and Writers Conference, and I'm one of three authors from the region offering a um, keynote, and mine is the closing address. So I'm really excited about that. But um, what about you, Josh? I know Dark Rooms release is just days away. Four days away. Can you believe it? We've oh my goodness. <laughs> I've been talking about this since I got the contract, and um, the contract I actually got back in February of last year. Um, but I actually talked about it publicly, you know, in the month of May when the contract was finally signed. Um, so for me, this has been a long time of imagining it. The truth is that the book was written, but way back in 2008. So if you can imagine, that's uh, about four years from wow. the first uh, keystroke until publication. It's uh, really exciting. We're going to be doing a um, an internet virtual launch party, which is going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm going to be announcing the actual details and uh, about it on um, on Facebook and on my blog. But that I believe is also going to be happening on the evening of the launch, which is May 1st, and that's this coming Tuesday. And on that, we'll have uh, live interviews with the with the with the show host. It's it's called Book Candy TV, but it's really cool because um, I'll be on a webcam, the host of the show will be on a webcam, and people can log into the chat room and interact. They'll do interviews, they'll um, have question and answer sessions from the chat room with me, and um, they're also going to be, I think, pre- uh, premiering the this incredible book trailer that they've put together for Dark, Dark Room. And you know, I'm usually not a big fan of book trailers, but this comp- this firm that put together the book trailer, I got to tell you, they did an amazing job with it. Um, so uh, that will get a chance to be seen. And then there will be raffle prizes too, really awesome raffle prizes. Um, not just like a little 
you know, party favor type of thing, but something substantial. I, I can't say right now what it is, but if, if you go to my Facebook page or my um, website, which is uh, joshua-gram.com, and you go to the blog, um, you, wherever I am on Twitter or Facebook, you'll see the details. I'll probably be announcing it tomorrow, like the exact time and venue and the type of prizes that are going to be available. They're, they're going to be really nice. So um, I've been really busy with that, as you can imagine. There's going to be, um, throughout the next month or two, a lot of interviews on, on the radio and on blogs and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, you might not see me for a little while. I might be ducking out uh, of, of sight while I'm doing all that. But it's really exciting. But thanks for asking. Yeah. But today, we are thrilled to have with us uh, author, and I, as I said before, he's also a blogger, a, a really uh, well-reached well blogger and songwriter, Daniel Audette. He refers to himself as an inspiring mass-market commercial action thriller fiction author who's <laughs> dabbling in blogging, poetry, and song lyrics, all in one sentence, song lyrics. Um, you might even hear him on the radio some nights doing his own talk show. So without further ado, we would love to welcome to join us today the uh, Renaissance man, Daniel Audette. And Daniel, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Joshua. Hi, Susan. Hi, Daniel. Hey, good to have you with us. Can you, you know, hear me okay? We can hear you just fine. And, okay, you know, great. I'm sure that all of our listeners are uh, fascinated as as much as I am uh, about all the different things that you do um, be- besides just writing itself i mean you you're you're a huge blogger you write poetry song lyrics and you're also a talk show uh, personality um we're going to start talking a little bit about the the writing part first but we'd love to hear about all the other parts could you tell us sure. a little bit about about your writing and how you got into it and uh well i've always been a writer uh i don't know like a lot of writers Joshua like maybe you and Susan and a lot of people listening in when i was a kid I I got published a poem and a little story in a little anthology when I was, I think, in the fourth grade. But it's always been, I've had a lot of outdoor and professional athlete aspirations. So unlike a lot of authors who stuck to it and are probably further down the road, like you two are, than I am, um, you know, I, I didn't really decide to dedicate myself to becoming a real author, uh, a writer uh, who sells books, <laughs> till maybe five years ago. So, mm. so it's something that you've kind of always done, but just recently, in the past five years, you've um, kind of taken more of the professional venue for it. So, um, it looks like that you, you write right. action, thriller, fiction. Um, are there any particular um, favorites in terms of authors that you have in that genre? Yeah, um, actually, I have a few friends in that. Alex Berenson uh, is one author. Another would be uh, Stephen Gore, who's got three books out. His first two did very well. He's with a major publisher. And uh, I talk once in a while, once in a great while, to uh, James Rollins and a few other people that I've managed to uh, become friends with through social media, and now there's some personal contact and, and whatnot. But yeah, I've, uh, you know, and I've recently discovered Griffin Hayes, uh, who's an up and coming author. I think he's got several books out, six books now. And 
that kind of a thing. So it, it's a mixed bag of, of uh, emerging authors, completely unknown authors, and some uh, maybe top ten, top five authors that uh, are currently influencing me. So, Well, those are some pretty great authors. Um, you know, I have to tell you, we met online, didn't we, Daniel? Right. And um, and it was really wonderful. I, I I'm not quite sure if I found you or you found me, but we found each other. And your story is quite interesting. Um, and you you had you struck a chord with me, uh, mostly because of your. I mean, of course, because of your writing. But the initial thing that that struck a chord with me was that your blogging really took off. Can you tell us a little bit about your? your blogging and that whole thing of um of so many followers sure uh maybe three half almost four years ago um i decided because blogging at that point was just really hitting its stride in terms of people in all different a, a lot of different industries not just the publishing or the or, or the uh book industry, let's just say. Uh, and I, at the time, I was uh, hauling and delivering go fast and race boats. Uh, so I considered myself, and I, I was. I, I actually drove a big rig at one time. So in that industry, the more I looked into it, I realized that the blogging part of it was, uh, I thought, leaved a little bit to be desired. So I pitched an idea, and it was, and I, this is a true story, I, it was a writing exercise. I, I was not a writer at that point, really. You know, my structure, sentencing, everything was horrific. Um, mm-hmm. But I contacted, uh, at the time, I think five or six of the top trucking uh, websites online, and which some of them have magazines out that are six- and seven-figure circulation, and some of these sites are professionally uh, networked and coded and programmed and all that. So they're like Trucker's Report, for example, is in is in the tens of millions of hits and accesses. The forums were in six- and seven-figures. So, wow. I, and, and I didn't realize the gravity of that at the time. I was just like, hey, I have an idea for a blog. And it's me screaming down the road, looking out the windshield of my truck, thinking about life, love, and what in the heck am I doing, you know? So, and all five, they all bit on it, much to my surprise. I I thought they were going to tell me to take a flying leap. Who the hell are you? You know what I mean? But they they bit it. So, and I wrote them a sample. One guy said, well, let's see what you got. And I said, okay, well, there was a couple of shoes that I had about driving and traffic and all that stuff. And I was very outspoken, passionate, opinionated, and all that business. And uh, so literally, and I mean literally, overnight, I had over a million readers of my blog. It just hit like somebody with a sledgehammer, you know. Um, And I thought, uh, be careful what you wish for. Stay in school, kids, you know. Yeah. Well, you know that is so encouraging, I think, to people that are um, listening and people in the chat room. Uh, it's It goes to that niche uh, marketing, that niche blogging thing that everybody's hearing about. It's like, how do you find your niche? Um, you're, you, obviously, 
you were living it. So it would be right. organic to you to go ahead and then turn around and start writing about it. And I think that's fabulous. Um, so what? So you're in it, and, and so now I'm going to ask about how you, uh, you know, because as as writers, as artists, we all are trying to understand how we can monetize our fortune as far as the fame what happens is and i'm and i hate that word fame because it it has a a, i think a dirty connotation kind of but so i'm going to say it just because it's the word um so how do we monetize our fame because many of us start to get become known before the um and usually before the dollars start rolling in how did you do this well, it became a matter of, at that point, uh, as a blogger, because I had pitched them for free my blog, then it became a situation where, okay, well, so many people know my name and I had a website. Then I started adver- you know, affiliate advertising uh, and that kind of a thing. But very quickly, uh, an analyst, uh, a, a real super techie guy from Australia contacted me and I guess he heard me blabbering on some of his radio shows back when I was strictly into trucking. And mm-hmm. he said, do, do you have any idea how many followers you have of your blog? And I said, no. So I gave him some information. He went in and he says, dear God, man, you're like in the millions. And I'm like, uh, what? You know, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. Um, and I was featured on the top Russian trucking website. I couldn't even read the stuff the guy was sending me, but... He was like a major leaguer and a Japanese site. So I ended up popping up. USA Today did a thing on me that they thought I was a riot or something to that effect in the fall of 2008. So there I was. And the, the only way you I could at the time monetize anything was strictly based on, on traffic flow. And even today, up until today, for writers, of course, writers produce a product that is saleable now with ebooks. There's an even a, a, a delivery method that's gaining momentum. And to me, it's just mobile digital delivery is all mm. it really means to me. People are you hear oh ebook this ebook that. Well, it's still eighty twenty or seventy thirty. In a few years, that may shift to you know uh, where ebooks are the balance of book sales and the major publishing houses were, in my opinion, a little bit slow to catch on to that. But uh, so writers now where, you know, you can have a high, like for, uh, uh, James Rollins, for example, has a very high traffic uh, Facebook page. Uh, and he also sells a lot of books. So it, one is a venue for the other, but ultimately your money is in the written word, the, the what you produce, like what you guys do. You know what I mean? You can have a lot of presences in social media, blogging, and you're tying all these things in. But what you're doing is giving the bots and the lists and people doing word searches and all that, you're giving, you know, impetus to your uh, what you're actually selling, and almost everybody is selling something, you know what I mean? But initially for me, and, and keep in mind four years ago, you guys, there were not, we, social media was, nobody even ever heard of Twitter four years ago, let alone, and Facebook was just one of these gag things, if it even was that. Uh, so it was it was blogging and then external or hard copy trade publications and whatnot. So you had to mix those industries even 
now you can become a superstar from social media alone, let alone if you have a blog and if you actually write well and you get good reviews like with you, Susan, in your book, uh, Drowning. You know what I mean? Which, to say you're number one is spectacular, you know. so. Well, thank you. Thank you. Definitely. And, and another um, thing that probably is involved in uh, in all this huge engine of social media, which I've started to realize uh, is for a lot of people is an untapped resource, is YouTube. Because somebody told me YouTube is probably like you know comparable in terms of traffic to Google, and people go to YouTube as a search engine a lot of times. So you know there's another right. medium that you can use if you have something to say, like you, Daniel. You seem to have plenty you can say that people want to listen right. to millions that were here. I mean, you know, there's YouTube and um, right. and I, I think it works the same way. I mean, you, you start getting enough hits and then people start coming to you and saying, hey, can we, uh, you know, link up with you and give you some money so that we can, you know, leverage some of your traffic and and that's right. taking up what Susan was saying. Right, and I get that every day. And just the sidebar fact, uh, YouTube is number two. It's right underneath Google. Um, oh, wow. And YouTube, like Twitter, and some people, a lot of people may not realize this, not that it's important, something you base everything you do on, but Twitter was initially a data, data gathering platform under the disguise of a social media site. It's in effect superficially, in other words, in terms of appearance, but it was designed, uh, Ev and Jack and those guys, those guys are major league coder programmer. Uh, guys who dis- who figured out, like Darren Rouse from ProBlogger, they figured out that traffic is the key to dollars. And Twitter was founded on that, as was Facebook. Zuckerberg is, is brilliant. And when it mm-hmm. dawned on him what he had, you know, at first it was, hi, Mom, hi, Dad, and now it's like billions of dollars. He, <laughs> he You know, so... <laughs> it, and it's the same thing, you know, but... Uh, Gosh, uh, you know, uh, try and tie it in with writers. Writers, you know, something makes you, I don't want to say famous again because that's almost a crass word in this case, but something, there has to be a means to an end, but the means in a lot of cases really is the end, and you're supporting it with either or. And I know that's a crazy statement, but. For me, for example, on Twitter, my growth has been pretty organic, although I did have about two years ago one of those Twitter followers paid, you know, and I did it, but I ended up deleting and blocking all of them, you know, and I I get, I don't know how many hundreds a day, and I don't take them all. I could be well into the tens of thousands uh, if I weren't as selective as I am about it. But you know, it's it, it's it's crazy. It probably has nothing to do with anything. But um, writers that may be out there listening, saying, "Well, yeah, but you know, what are you doing with eighteen thousand people?" Or I help as many people as I can to support my industry and fellow authors. And I I don't I actually don't charge from it. And I've actually influenced major uh, uh, bestseller lists. Uh, the New York Times list, I've influenced sales with two of my author friends and been contacted by the publishers and thanked by them for it. Uh, So there's great power in social media, less so in blogging now, but your 
website is a good home base and you keyword post, you post whatever you post, you try to think of keywords and capitalize certain words and, and all that. It's like with Twitter and lists and hashtags and all that. And a lot of people on Twitter now have no idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> when, you, when you see posts with hashtags, those are, those are very often uh, with 500 million people on Twitter per day, there are probably hundreds of millions of keyword searches. And in different industries, like, for example, publishing, uh, bestseller, writing, editing, uh, you know, those kinds of things, those keywords are searched millions of times a day. So when you hashtag that, you come up in those lists, people will follow you. You can really... Uh, instigate, <laughs> if you will, a lot of uh, interest in in what you're doing, you know. And for me, that's that's what I'm doing. And and I'm racing in the background here to try to pick my game up as a writer because this thing kind of totally caught me with my pants down as far as my skill level. I'm not on your level, um, Joshua and Susan, and 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 I have writer friends who every book they write they sell millions of copies. I'm not even in that ballpark. Uh, however, I'm working very, very hard uh, to get there. This thing caught me, you know, kind of like a, an avalanche, you know, a few years ago. Uh, well, so, with a following it, like yours, I'm sure that it's going to uh, it's going to take <clears throat> off whenever you feel it's ready. And it's great that you know you've got that kind of integrity that you you know you're you're prepping yourself and getting yourself to the point where you feel you're ready to. You know, to go forward, but you know, when when those books do come out, you know, you've got a, a built-in platform right there, and that, in, in many ways, I think ensures your success. I believe that even the major publishers, um, you know, they're not just looking for a great manuscript, but they're looking for an author with a with a with a platform. And so, I think you're you're, you're going to have many options before you um, when you're ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, it, the, my first effort serious effort is called To Hunt the Hunter, and it's an action thriller that I'm in the second draft of, and I'm self-editing to the point, at least to a point, and I sent out just yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, three copies of it to readers that Darsha Hell referred to me and another author, Griffin Hayes, who are looking at it. And I'm under no delusion that it's ready to be published. However, uh, the self, the pitfalls of self-editing, yes, it's a good thing, but in another sense, I'm not going to keep redoing it, you know, w without expert eyes looking at it and saying, hey, this doesn't flow, this character development, this or that. My structure, overall structure, is not bad. I don't lack for imagination because I've had a lot of life and death experience and top of the world, bottom of the world kind of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of that in this. And I read every action thriller that comes out right out of the gate in hardcover, uh, mostly male authors, although I'm not opposed to female authors. It's just that I want that slant from a male perspective influence. Uh, so uh, that's what I do. But my book right now is... is uh, I'm I'm because Joshua, as you say, I do have a platform, and I could probably sell a lot of books, even if it was a crappy book. But I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I I can't. It's it's like a a, a a wannabe athlete that gets to hang out with professional athletes, 
you see how good good is. You know how good great is, and that's what you want. They tell you, they tell me I can do it. And as you mentioned a minute ago, I do get contacted by publishers, and, and a couple of them are, are watching me, some people from Penguin and uh, one or two of the other major uh, publishing houses, and they're, they contact, they they when I RT something or I post something on one of their sites, they contact me back immediately and say, well, how are you doing with the book? And, you know, it's so, but they don't know. They're like, okay, well, the guy's got a huge platform spread out. It's in this, it's in six figures, but, and, and it's active and people take me seriously and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, can he write? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's not like I'm in another field. I'm in the publishing field. So my stuff, and you can imagine my the pressure on me personally to actually produce a good product. You know, you know what I mean. And you guys are are what I would consider uh, easily advanced writers. So if you look back on the last five or ten years of your journey to get as good as you are, I'm way back down the road. You're a dust cloud in the on the horizon to me. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh well. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for that. Um, it yeah, and I think you're absolutely smart and and wise to be um, to be taking it slow in your writing so that you, when you do you know come onto the scene, it's going to be just a, a a major pow factor. Um, and you, by the way, are probably every uh, New York publisher's. Um, and other traditional publishers dream come true. Somebody that wants to make sure that their um, writing is as good as you, as the writer can get it before going to um, to them or uh, before coming to them. Um, and I think your plan is great. It's solid. It just seems so well thought out. Uh, I know that many people, I myself, way back when I'm talking 16 years ago or something like that, um, right. wanted to. Uh, to you know, when I wanted to write, I just started writing, and then you know, I I started entering contests and just kind of like throwing things out here left and right, trying to um, you know see if anybody liked my work, and um, and luckily I got some awards early on, so continued, and then but really I don't believe my game plan was as well structured as yours. But before I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that thought because I do want to get back to that. But before I go on, right. I want to make sure that everybody knows about Daniel's websites. He has two. One's called thewritersroad.wordpress.com, and then the other is Daniel Audet A U D E T dot blogspot.com and you can find him at both places plus he's on Twitter and um, LinkedIn and Facebook and Pinterest and all those social sites so you can find him all over the place and uh, because everybody has <laughs> and but anyway you know the the fact that you uh, have this game plan down now it goes to uh, organization and I think writers um, and uh, this is a generalization have a propensity to be disorganized, or at least not to to think in that direction, well, wait, I need to really plan. I need to, at January 1 of whatever year, plan what I'm going to do for the year, plan out. Um, how do you go about organizing your career as a writer? Uh, well, part in part, uh, publishing has its own structure and it's 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 
a monetized business model, but for authors, internally, you need to obviously develop your skill level. And for me, it was a matter of, okay, do I have what it takes? Some people want to be writers, and they just can't be. But And I'm not discouraging anybody. I'm just saying so I, I've, I've always felt that writers like the, the top 20 in the world, male and female, I think they have always had a very high degree of aptitude uh, for it. So for me, I wanted to determine that. And then I set about, like I did in the music business, I was in and out of the music business for many years and in, in, uh, have had four or five songs make it to radio. Uh, as recently as a couple of years ago, and it, it, it's a thing where you learn very quickly that if you want to make it in any business, the better you are, the easier it is. But then there's still those day-to-day mechanics. Some people would call them intangibles, but it, it, in that they're not something you can spread out on a desk and put your hands on. But the day-to-day aspect of uh, you know determination, how bad do you want it, and and, and all that. But for me, it, it, it's in, in a business sense, believe it or not, for me, if I'm looking at it in a straight-up business sense, there's actually very little of that. Uh, the thing I've learned is that the better you are at something, uh, a lot of those aspects seem to take care of themselves. But you do need to apprise yourself of them. In other words, I would fully, un- I, I fully understand how the publishing uh, industry works and how the Internet as a technical beast, how that works as well. And, you know, the road to becoming a good writer it, it is is difficult. Uh, you know, it's like running across a, a, a raging river and looking for stones to step across on. They're not always visible because the water covers them. You've got to wait for the time when they're visible and step across. And you, you can't just run across as fast as you want. You have to go when it's, uh, when it's well, safe, I guess you could say. Oh, that's a great analogy, I'll tell you. Um, and you're absolutely right. Um, so you said that you're, you know, you're taking your time, you're being slow going, and I think that's so wise. Um, how how do you uh, work on your writing craft, your skill? How do you learn, I should say? Um, and and how do you know that you're improving? Do you go to conferences? Do you have a lot of writing resources as books? What do you do? Yeah. It, I, I've never been to a writing conference, and I'm the only writer I know in my physical circle of friends here and around the house. People still roll their eyes and think, yeah, God. But they know that I've pulled it off in the music business and that there's a probability that I will here, too, if I do it the way I've always done things. And that's try to get as good as I can at it and see what happens. Uh, but uh, could you ask this? Yeah, I was just now. asking if if you how you go about improving your craft, um, and if uh, you're not, yeah. I follow very closely, darling. People like you, oh. and oh. I, I do, and that's that's the truth. Uh, uh, um, and writing books, you know, there's a lot of them out there, but they may not be. Every writing book is not for every writer, and I'm sorry, there's probably some writer or book authors listening in out there, but not everyone is right for everyone. Uh, so you'll go through a lot of them, but I do read, I want to say everything I can get my hands on, but that's not entirely true, but I try to read one 
that I can find out enough about to see if it's something that's going to click with me in terms of how they are, they are written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I study that and I read, if I've learned anything, it's from reading other authors work. There's a lot to be said for that. Uh, but reading books on writing tells you what you're looking at when you read an advanced author's work, you know, Someone, two people can walk up to a Ferrari. One can be a person that knows nothing about mechanics. The other can be a mechanic. One of them knows what he's looking at. The other doesn't, but they both appreciate the car. That's true with books also in the pushing industry. But people that want to become writers, you need to understand both the mechanics of it um, and and the other intangibles, the imagination aspect of it, and what people are going to feel like when they read your stuff. And it's very difficult. This is not an easy craft. And I don't say that to discourage anybody. I just, it, but that's why there's only 20 people on the bestseller list. You know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 in, and I know that's probably not a correct statement, but I'm just saying that instead of being, you know, what, how many books were released last year? Two million, three million something. And out of that, there's just a handful that people would consider bestsellers. There's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. So, but, it, it, you know, not to be scattershot here about uh, things for me, but it, it's the best thing to, to improve your writing is to read what the top writers are writing and then try to understand the mechanics of what you're looking at, you know, and, Absolutely. and, you know, and it, that's not an easy thing to do. It takes a lot of time. I'm, I've been sitting at this desk five, six, seven, eight hours or more a day for two years. Um, and I started scribbling down my book. I got the idea for this book and a guy that gets drug into a global world of global espionage. And he's a techie programmer, the programs he designed for a major multinational company. He's the only, it, they, it, it, both sides, the law terrorists, three different groups end up chasing him. And he turns, he changes from a guy that wears a suit and drives a 318 BMW to a different person. He goes from Wallace Redding to Chase Rage. And Chase Rage was a gag that he saw some rock band on a marquee when he was on the run. And he decided to call himself Chase Rage. Totally tongue-in-cheek, but it ended up sticking, and that is who he ends up becoming. And um, so that, wow. that, that's know, a that was... That's a fascinating premise, too. I mean, um, one of the things that you were saying about... Um, you know, really trying to improve your craft and, and right. that type of thing. Uh, I think that's really fantastic. Uh, but, you know, and this leads to the next question I wanted to ask you, um, because, you know, we all have to work on our craft, every everyone, right. every author, at, no matter what level we, we, we perceive ourselves at. I would say, um, you know, even when, if if we become number one New York Times bestselling or international bestselling authors, I would think that we would still want to keep working on our craft and never you know, yeah, shape. Like you brought the, ana- the analogy of the um, athlete. Well, they have to keep working at their their craft as well. But the, right. the thing that I think that I'm starting to see that aside from craft, which is a given, you know, it should be a given at least, is the ability to connect with your audience, to connect with your reader. And this is something that obviously you're doing already because if you if you weren't able to do that, you wouldn't have these millions of followers. You have a way of connecting with your readers and. Um, 
uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. For some people, it might be a conscious thing, like I know what to say and how to say certain things to connect right. with them. Other people, is just kind of intuitive, and they don't really know how to articulate it. But if you could um, articulate it, what are some of the, the things that help you connect with your readers, whether you're writing a blog post or whether you're uh, writing a chapter in your book? Well, it, it, with me, it is intuitive or innate or intrinsic, one of those words, uh, Joshua. But at the same time, it's something that I've had to learn to step back and try to get a sense of myself because it was affecting things that I, when I was writing my trucking blog, people were actually changing their lives based on some of the things that I was writing. And I had to be very careful about what I wrote about nutrition, politics, religion, you know, those kinds of things. So many people, you realize that people are actually changing their lives based on what you're writing. And that was something that hit me. I actually sat there in a chair for a few hours and I felt like I was going 100 miles an hour and, sh- and not shaking. I'm not the kind of person that falls apart easily. But at that, you know, I said, oh, dear God, dear God, dear God, dear God, what am I doing? You know, so I had to learn to get a sense of myself and say, okay, wait a minute. It's easy just to blabber stuff out there, opinionated, passionate type of stuff, which I am. But what I finally came to the conclusion is here's the thing. I'm the kind of person that has always and will always try to do the right thing, period, no matter what the cost. So translating that into a concept, I thought, all right, here, here's the deal. Fearless sincerity, period, and that's it, because it's not something that you can't structure an outline you know, and throw everything that, that makes up who you are you can't throw that into a bag, shake it up, and dump it out on a desk and have you here, give me five bucks for this. You can't do that, you know. So if people with me, I knew that there was something, and I had no sense of it even up until maybe the last year, year and a half, even though I, the, the, blog, the trucking blog turned into a radio show, which I started getting syndicated and then contacted by, I knew Vox and some of the top ten bloggers overall, like Bob McCarty, for example, he's number 10 or 9 usually. He's got a million daily readers of everything he writes. Those guys started paying attention to me, and I started talking with them. And then I would stand back or or sit there after I got off the phone. I'm like, what just happened? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know? And so I thought there would, and still, I have to be honest, I, I really still don't have a sense of it, but whatever it is, I hope that it translates. And I love the aspect of writing where parts of me, like I was telling uh, my stepdaughter yesterday, I said, I love every character in this book because there's a part of me in every one of them, the elements of me that obviously there's a uh, African-American female with a shady background uh, who becomes part of Chase Rage's team. And she is the kind of, the part of me that's in her is that that desire to do the right thing and that she's finally able to, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but, you know, hopefully that kind of answers your question. I know I sidebar a little bit, but. No, uh, that was good. That was good. And this, and this is. 
this is what I like about your um, characters, or at least it sounds like what you're doing with your characters is you're you're taking that character arc and you're make you're personalizing it almost. And and because they're growing with you as an author, you're falling in love with them. I have that feeling as well. And I want to um, yeah. just real quickly mention one thing before I get on with my next question. And then um, in about a few minutes we're going to have to wrap up. But um, okay. I wanted to make sure that people um, – are, that are listening in our chat room and um, listening online have uh, tools that um, are fabulous to work from as for writers. Writers' tools include um, uh, the Writer's Portable Mentor by Priscilla Long and then Stein on Writing um, by Saul Stein. Those are fabulous tools, um, and they... I think the one thing that I really enjoy about Priscilla Long's is that it promotes that daily writing, that daily practice. And she says if anybody can sit down and write for 15 minutes, and just because anybody can do it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. So you need to just sit down and write for 15 minutes every morning. You can set your um, timer, write for 15 minutes. When when the bell rings, either finish or Continue. It's up to you. It's your writing. So, and I think that's key in that we write daily and that we practice daily on different aspects of craft, like voice and character development and conflict and scene setting and all those wonderful things and story arc and all of that. But um, it sounds like you're doing that, Daniel. It sounds like you're um, you're really taking this and and you're approaching it with this innate sense of wisdom and integrity for your readers and those that you might touch with your writing. Yeah, it's, you know, but I mean, uh, Susan, it's it's a thing where characters, the characters that you're going to write, the better of a writer you are, the better the characters will translate because, and you, you guys know this, that you're taking images, translating them, to the written word, and they're going to be reconstituted in the reader's mind as images, mm-hmm. and that's that's hard, man. That's really hard, you know, to 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 be able to do that with that end user, if you will, to to use a business phrase, that end user awareness, you know. And, and for me, and, and it's not, you know, you hear words like, well, it's concept, oh, it's this, it's that, you know, all these rhetorical statements, and and it's really basic human elements and instinct. But, you know, I mean, I so respect and so appreciate advanced, you know, writers who write so well, like you guys and Alex and and Stephen Gore and uh, Griffin and Jenna Blum. And and my God, there's a a list of people. It's in the hundreds, thousands, you know, of of people who write very well. But what you're getting at, you know, I'm – I don't know if I can put my finger on what the difference is, but hopefully what I stumbled into in the past, it was just me. It was just Daniel. It was just Daniel. And it's going to be just Daniel writing very well in the future, and hopefully, you know, things things will translate. This is what I want to do. There's a lot of things I could be doing if it was just a matter of money uh, for me um, right. and all that. But this is what what I want to do. I, 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 like a lot of people, they say, well, I've always been a writer. Well, I have to stand next to those people and say, I, I, I believe I always have been too. Yeah. And, and, um, 
writing again you know he's taking it from a, a perspective of writing the best you can write at the time i mean and we always grow um writing like art uh is a growing moving thing it doesn't ever we never stay stagnant and um if we stay stagnant you know maybe we're not maybe we're bored um i don't i don't think you know it, with any artist it needs to progress it needs to move and so that practice and i can't imagine practicing painting or practicing music for instance i know that you're a musician and a songwriter and and you right. have all of these amazing side interests as well and you can't you can't practice and not hear or see or read that you're getting better as you're going. So I think that writing right. daily and knowing where you are at the at the moment is key in your development as a writer. Yeah, and I'll say this for me because I'm really starting to pick up speed up, uh, uh, as far as my skill level. Even though on a one to ten scale, is probably a four right now. But for anybody out there, don't be afraid. I I wouldn't publish a book if you just if you started writing last week you know but and a lot of people do i do re- reviews on goodreads i get boxes of books all the time and some of them I, i'm sorry but they're just i just they're, they just weren't ready to be published but i would never discourage anybody from becoming a writer or publishing a book it's just be realistic you know but uh for me it, it, it it's gosh you know don't be afraid to bounce your work off people and be prepared to be bummed out and feel like you're going to feel like going out and hanging yourself for the first few minutes. But then you take what they're saying, even if they're harsh, and you say, okay, well, if I take what they're saying and apply it and learn what they're talking about, if you don't know what they're talking about, learn, because usually it's technical, mechanical aspects, right? And Mm -hmm. you go on with it. And very soon, like with me, I'll look at something that I wrote three months ago, and I'll see my mistakes and there's something you write today you might not see the mistakes but in a few weeks or a few months six months a year you're going to see those mistakes when you look back that means you're getting better so don't be afraid uh, to ask for people's help but but you know when you're in social media engaging people it's not just gimme 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 me 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 you right. you help out you exchange you interchange you help your industry you help other authors authors i do it every day all day every day and I've never yeah. asked anything from any of them, you know what I mean? But it's because you, you're you giving of yourself, and in the learning process, it's my way of saying thank you, I love you. you know? Yeah, and you know what, and that's great, and I just have to say we're we're going to have to close in, in just okay. a few minutes, but no, I, this, is, this is a great way to end this talk because it's all about that pay it forward. Um, I, the publishing industry is great for people, within it that want to help you that want you to succeed that pay it forward and i am just uh i'm just honored to know people like you daniel uh and people like joshua graham and um and everybody that i meet along my road as a writer so i it's a thrill and i love that you ended it on that statement so without further ado we're going to end but um uh let me also give you um daniel's Websites again. It's Daniel Audet. That's spelled A U D E T. dot blogspot. dot com, as well as the Writers Road. dot wordpress. dot com. And Daniel, is there anything you'd like to uh, say in closing? 
uh, you know, I, I my wife rolls her eyes at me a lot. She she's like, you're like the most famous unpublished author in the world, aren't you? And I'm like, well, I don't know. But she, what she's doing is she's joking because like, she knows I understand the business and the mechanics of the Internet. And if you're going to be a self-published author and indie author and all those kind of things, I think you should prize yourself and get mobile with the Internet and understand, like with Twitter, hashtags and lists and all that kind of stuff. But that I, it's To me, it's second nature. But, you know, take, take those things on. But, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of something profound and wise to say, and all I'm saying is just keep writing and yeah. and be willing to fail and, and, and don't be. I'm one of those people that is absolutely fearless when it comes to taking chances, not stupid chances, but I, I don't walk out in the middle of intersections, but I'm saying, but, but chances with, what you're doing is you're gambling against your future, and you damn well better be serious about it no matter what it is you do. I don't care if it's playing poker or if you want to become a writer. You yeah, know. and that's um, perfect. That's perfect. Um, great way to close. I can't even – I won't even try to add. So anyway, Daniel, okay. thank you so much for being with us on the show. Thanks, this has been great. I know I know Joshua has enjoyed this incredibly. We've been chatting behind the scenes, and it's just been a, a lovely – way to meet you and talk with you and I know that the people in the chat room have enjoyed it too so thank you so much and we hope you can come back sometime I will good luck Joshua Dark Room and Susan Dark uh, Drowning and your next book is what um, Spider Brains Spider Brains yes so the, oh yeah because I read those that's, that's such a kick okay well good <laughs> luck with that guys and let me know thank if there's you. anything I can do for you on uh, in social media or, or wherever, and I'd be happy oh, to. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks so, so much, much, Daniel. Really appreciate it. Take care. Okay, well, thanks for. Okay, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, what a what a super guy, um, a true mensch. You know what I mean? He's just like the cream of the crop. You can't ask for somebody. Um, nicer than someone like Daniel Audet. And again, um, his. His websites are, are uh, danielaudette.blogspot.com and thewritersroad.wordpress.com. And you can find him on Facebook and Twitter. And um, and if you don't find him, he may find you. So um, he's just a, a super guy and very helpful. Wasn't that a great talk, Joshua? Well, you, you can always tell when somebody has a command of uh, a particular um, field that they're in. And he's obviously very well versed in social media. He he talks about it with ease. He he speaks with authority from his experience. So you know anybody out there who's interested in social media, I believe, even without having to speak with Daniel Audet directly, if you just watch what he does, you know, just watch what other successful people do and emulate. And even if you don't have a deep uh, understanding, even if you're uh, only understanding of what they're doing is superficial. It's a great starting point. Um, when I was uh, studying as a musician, as a young uh, young man of 14 or so, I didn't have a lot of formal training. Uh, that's when I first started taking my cello lessons. But I knew a couple of cellists that I whose playing I just wish I wished I could play with. So I was just listening to their playing over and over, all hours of the day. And you know, I didn't sound like them, but heck, I was trying to sound like them, and I, I had a direction, I had a vision. 
and I would never sound like them because I would only sound like me. We all have different voices. But in the pursuit, I started to learn about how does this particular, how does Mstislav Rostropovich perform this phrase? How does Leonard Rose or Yo-Yo Ma perform that phrase? And in learning how to, in aspiring to try to emulate them, I learned a lot about myself and found my own voice. And so I always encourage people, go ahead and try to imitate the greats. You're not going to be like them, and they'll never be like you. But in the pursuit of, you know, choose someone good to emulate, then you'll, um, you know, have a, a, a direction. So Daniel Audet is a person I think to keep an eye on for, for social media, for um, for writing, and just a, probably a lot of other things if you just look at the content of what he talks about. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely uh, for his book, which will be a hit, I have no doubt about oh, yeah. that. That it, it's just going to go uh, blockbuster when it when it comes out. So I'm excited to watch his career and to um, and just be friends with him. He's a super nice guy, and uh, like I said, we we met quite a while ago, quite a few months back, and um, and we've just. Like you do on Facebook, your Facebook friends, you don't know them. They may be in India, but and and you may be in in Washington State. And but you you nurture the relationship, and um, and it's fun. You know, it's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to keep your finger on what's happening in the world and with those people that you are touching and who are touching you. And Daniel did that. Um, when he contacted me, or when I contacted him, I really am not sure anymore. But um, but we've been keeping in contact because it's a friendship growing. So, um, but again, you know, we're at we're at that point in the in the hour where we have to say adieu. And um, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that um, Joshua Graham's Dark Room is coming out in only four days. I am so excited, and you will be having a launch party. I will, and please, you know, check online on my website and on Facebook to, to get more details. Excellent, and um, we'd like to say thank you for listening to us, and thank you to all the people in the chat room who have joined us today and included their comments and their questions, and it was just a, a real lively talk today. Thank you so much, and don't forget, you can read all about Daniel Audet again at thewritersroad.wordpress.com and at Daniel Audet. A-U-D-E-T dot blogspot dot com. And for those of you who want, a podcast of this show will be available right at our um, website on blogtalkradio.com slash dialogue. And you can also connect with us, and we'd love you to connect with us, at dialogue, B-T-L, standing for Between the Lines, dialoguebtl.com. And so be be sure to tune in next week when um, our guest author will be Gary Ponzo, a friend of mine actually from Phoenix. I've known Gary since I was about 20 years old, so I'm so excited that we're both on the same path as authors. It's exciting for me. I can't wait to have him on this show. And so for Dialogue Between the Lines, this is Susan Wingate with Joshua Graham wishing you a great week. Until next time, bye-bye. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.